Hello and welcome. We are on the Revival Road with evangelist Chance Walters. If you are new to the podcast, each week we will upload a new message taken from one of our ministry opportunities from all over the world. Our prayer is that the Word of God would challenge you and change you, conforming you into the image of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For more information, to give or to send in prayer requests, go to our website at www.chancewalters.org. And now, here is evangelist Chance Walters. We hope you enjoy the program. History is packed full of fascinating figures. Some of these men and women who were raised to claim great positions like Winston Churchill, John F. Kennedy, Queen Elizabeth. But others came from nowhere. They had nothing, but they still rose to great prominence. And among these, we find Amy Simple McPherson, the great preacher and evangelist who may have well reigned as America's best-known woman for much of her life. And here are a few facts about her as we continue the series of God's generals, men and women who have changed the landscape for the glory of God. She was born on October the 9th, 1890, on a farm in Ontario, Canada. Her father, James Kennedy, came from a Methodist background, but her mother, Mildred, also known as Millie, she came from a Salvation Army background. And Millie, this was my grandmother's name, I love it, she was enthusiastic about God. She was passionate. She, she wanted to be a full-time missionary, but unable to do so because of her family obligations. She dedicated her unborn first child to ministry, convinced that um, she would give birth to a daughter And so this daughter would take her place. So she promised God she would give this girl unreservedly into his service, that she may preach the word that I would have preached, to fill the place that I should have filled, and to live the life I should have lived unto thy service. And her first child was indeed a girl who she named Amy. Although Amy was raised in a Christian home, she began to question the Bible in her early teens, like so many do so. She was 17 when she attended a Pentecostal revival meeting presented by evangelist Robert Semple, where she heard the message of repentance. And she humbled herself and received Christ as her Lord and Savior in this meeting and was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she overflowed with a great love and compassion for souls and a fervent passion to serve the Lord her whole life. The meeting Amy attended changed her life not only spiritually but romantically. She fell in love with this evangelist and later he became her husband. They were married When she was 18 and their ministry desires were compatible and their ministry trips around the country turned into a missionary journey to China. 
1910 in China, Robert and Amy contracted malaria within months of arriving in Hong Kong, and Robert sadly did not survive. So Amy, pregnant and a widow at 19, returned to America and gave birth to Roberta Starr. I love that name. And Amy and Roberta lived in New York in these humble years as God was forming and fashioning Amy for fame. She assisted her mother raising money for the Salvation Army, and it was there she met and later married a Christian businessman named Harold McPherson. They had a son, Ralph Kennedy McPherson, and after a decline in health, two major surgeries, and a near-death experience, she was raised to the hospital with appendicitis, and her life hung in the balance. Her first husband died, she moved back to America, and now she finds herself swinging in the valley of decision. But for months, this young woman had felt her spiritual life was in peril. She was struggling. She steeped into depression. She had a deep gnawing sense that God expected more of her. And she later recounted her her condition deteriorated in, in the hospital. And they moved her into a room where the doctors expected her to die. She struggled to breathe as she heard a nurse say, she's going to be with the Lord. Then she heard another voice. Now will you go? And she understood it to mean she was to choose between going into eternity or going into ministry. And in this moment, she heard The nurse say, she's going to be with the Lord. And then she heard God say, what are you going to do? It's time for you to choose. And in that moment, she yielded to ministry. Instantly, she said, the pain was gone. Her breathing eased, and she soon regained her strength. Hallelujah. After saying yes to God's call, almost immediately she was healed. She never again questioned the call to preach the gospel, heal the sick, cleanse the leper, and raise the dead. Matthew 10.8 Later, Amy became known for founding the Four Square Gospel Church in 1918. She was a woman ahead of her time, possessing boldness in her speaking ability and creative ways to communicate the gospel. The name Foursquare originated from the book of Ezekiel. It represents the four phases of the gospel in the face of the man. She saw Jesus, our Savior. In the face of the lion, she saw Jesus, the mighty baptizer. In the face of the ox, she saw Jesus as the great burden bearer. In the face of the eagle, she saw Jesus as the soon coming king. And it was, in Amy's opinion, this was a perfect gospel, a complete gospel for the body, soul, spirit, and eternity. 
Her ministry was dynamic. She witnessed thousands saved and healed during her evangelistic meetings. Being creative and theatrical, Amy used drama, music, and opera to appeal to the audience, bands, choirs, and other crowd-pleasing touches enhanced her dynamic preaching. Though she was well-versed in the Bible, Amy's success wasn't based on her knowledge, but rather the delivery of her sermons. She was flamboyant, passionate, exuberant. She was also known to be a faith healer with claims of physical healings occurring in her meetings. She, she was well-versed. Her, her, her demonstrations were written about extensively in the media as they were a large focus in her early ministry. Amy was an evangelistic pioneer determined to spread the message of Jesus around the world with a huge following in the early 1900s, she had achieved what no one had yet done in ministry, which was to build a 5,000-seat auditorium in an influential area of Los Angeles. So from New York to L.A., this paved the way for other female evangelists and preachers during a time when women were not accepted in the pulpit. She launched the first Christian radio station, and established a Bible college. By 1917, she had started her own magazine, The Bridal Call, for which many wrote articles about roles in religion and portrayed the link between Christians and a marriage bond. So many articles that went around the world. And it was on January the 1st, 1922, the New Angeles Temple was opened. And Casey and I have been there in the suburbs of L.A. with a very flamboyant style. Amy was seated on a red velvet um, throne, if you will, dressed in a cape. Accompanying her that day was 200 singers, three bands, two orchestras, and six quartets. Imagine this. We can see it today, but think about it in the early 1900s. This temple was erected in this great city, and she used people's talents to give glory to God. It sparked revival, if you will. Thousands came to see this place. The home of the four-square church filled four times each Sunday and twice weekly. Amy also ministered on a highly sought-after healing service circuit during the week all around America. Reporters marveled at her oral skills, saying, Never did I hear such language from a human being. With one moment... In an intermission, she could talk for an hour about God, and her audience was spellbound. Rather than using fire and brimstone preaching, Amy resorted to a style of joyous jubilee, representing the loving face of Jesus. Compassion oozed from her heart. 
She also brought an old-time religion into the modern age. She bridged the gap between the two using illustrated sermons to help people understand the gospel better. She used stage productions. She drew people to church that would have never came otherwise. In an era prior to television, these services proved entertaining to say the least. And she used this message or method to present the gospel of salvation through faith in Jesus with worldly ways, if you will, especially during that time. She used every avenue to get people to the foot of the cross. She welcomed all walks of life. She preached to the high class of society and to the poor, disadvantaged, least of these. She treated everyone equally, regardless of race, gender, or status. And in the 1920s, Amy became well known among every walk of life. Her sermons were reprinted in, in newspapers around the world. She paved the way for many pastors after her, even though they may not know. During the Great Depression, she had a huge impact as she opened up feeding centers around the country. She, she, she had rallies to, to facilitate unity. Her legacy is threefold, using the arts to reach the lost and the latest technology to spread the gospel. Powerful ministry, reaching the poor and releasing miracles to those who needed healing in their body. Sadly, Amy passed away due to an accidental overdose with sleeping pills, trying to keep up with a very... um, demanding schedule. In 1944, she was buried in the Forest Lawn Memorial Park Cemetery in Southern California. Her son kept her memory and her ministry alive, carrying the legacy for the last 40 years. The Foursquare Church is still standing strong with 8 million members worldwide and 30,000 churches worldwide. Though her popularity had shrunk significantly since the 1920s, 50,000 people filed past her coffin and her legacy is still afloat, making a very profound impact. Amy Simple McPherson filled with the Spirit of God on her deathbed, stepped out of that hospital, defying the odds, grabbing a hold of her mantle, and birthing a ministry that has changed the landscape of the world for the glory of God. You can do more research yourself, but her most famous books, This Is That, Joel chapter 2, She wrote a book called This Is That. Very good read. In the name of the gospel. Number two and number three, probably her most famous, the Holy Spirit. The one 
I love. She quoted, lift up your heads, ye people. Lift up your faces too. Open your mouth to sing his praise and the Holy Spirit rain will fall on you. With God, I can do all things. But with God and you and the people who you can interest to by the grace of God, we're going to cover the world. What is my task? To get the gospel around the world in the shortest possible time to every man and woman and boy and little girl. This is our call. This is God's will. Nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. So what can we learn from the life of Amy Simple McPherson, a lady who is regularly rated as one of the most influential Christian women in American history? Here is what I've learned in this study. Seven things really quick. Bringing glory to Jesus is our number one job, if I can rhyme. Preaching salvation and serving human needs go hand in hand. Number three, use all means to reach all people. Amy accomplished this. Number four, the glory of God can be seen in jars of clay. We saw this exuberated in Amy's life. She almost floated like an angel, some historians say. She, she had this countenance and this smile and this, this compassion. When she walked on the stage, it captivated people's attention. But it was, it was, it was this glory uh, of, of Jesus seen in a jar of clay. Number five, training and releasing new leaders is essential for long-term success. And very few generals do a great job at this. Most of the time, whenever their ministry, whenever they die, their ministry dies. But if we will train and release new leaders, we will see long-term success. Number six, strong leaders need strong leaders. And I've seen this. I, I didn't describe some of Amy's struggles, but there were times in her ministry when, where she needed um, a stake in the sand to grab a hold of in the storm. And if we're going to finish well, we have to implement people in our life that we can trust and that who are willing to mentor us. Number seven, boundary, boundaries of faith should be our best friends. We've got to have boundaries, folks. We can't smudge the line in the 21st century. As the prophet said, in the last days, what is right will be considered wrong, and what is wrong will be considered right. And if we don't have boundaries of faith becoming our best friends, we will make mistakes. Can somebody say amen? Bringing glory to Jesus is our number one job. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, 
we thank you for the life of Amy Simple McPherson. We thank you for her history. But we know as we read about the history, she lived, she actually lived this life. We thank you for her fortitude. We thank you for her faith. We thank you that that she paved the way for us today, even though we may not exactly know the price that she prayed. Hallelujah. But God, we honor her today, and we ask you for a great impartation of of fire. We thank you for a great impartation uh, of hope. We we thank you for a great impartation of compassion today to serve those around us because we know that, that true ministry is service in our community. For those who want to be the greatest among us, we have to serve the most. And so God, I just pray that you would stir up our faith to keep fighting and moving forward. Despite what we see in the natural, God, you've got a special blessing tied up, a ram caught in the thicket for those listening to me today. So we grab a hold of the plow and we say we will never look back, but we will believe you for greater things. So we thank you for God's general, Amy Simple McPherson. This program was made possible by the generous partners and friends of Chance Walters Ministries International. Until next time, we are on the Revival Road. For more information, download our free ministry app or go to our website at www.chancewalters.org. Indeed, the best is yet to come.